mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 16, 7.5. She'll do a quarter mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, we're back. And when I say we, it's Jeff, Kitty, and I. Yeah. We're here. Yeah, I haven't talked to you for a while. It's been, it's been a while. Been a while. Yeah. Kind of feel like you're on exile with all this. Right. We're going to go to Bill here in a minute, but um, I wanted to answer Wayne's questions about the emissions, too. Um, he was asking about where he can get tested and stuff. And actually, you know, if you see, you can go to a website and you can see where those texting places, where they're set up temporarily on the ramps to test your car or else you could just go to the store go to it and get tested and see what's wrong and then go fix it but i wouldn't go fixing things without going there first to see if you're failing because you might not fail now on the drive-by you got to go by there i think it's what two months before you're due yeah and then have to go a couple times too a couple times uh the other thing is is even though that you do go by those sometimes they pull them in just to make sure that they're yeah Test them right. Yep. Thank you, government. Yep. All right. With that, let's go to Bill from Lakewood. How you doing, Bill? Yeah, just hope that it reads it when you go buy it. Right. Exactly. Okay, here's my trick question of the day for you guys. How inflated do you think sticker prices are anymore on the new cars? I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. It used to be I used to subtract $2,000. A salesman one time told me there was a minimum of two thousand dollars inflated price. What do you guys think? Huh? I think that's about that's what they get for incentives for doing advertising and stuff. That's their because I know working at a dealership that they got money for doing advertising and selling so many cars. And then they would kick back. Car salesman in the world's going to burn in hell. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, I mean, no matter how good of a deal you get when you leave, you feel like you still got screwed. Well, you know, everybody's got to make their money. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it depends on the dealership for, for that. Yeah, I mean, as I've, far heard I've, heard, I've heard people call up Tom Martino where the grandmother went in and they pay, she paid like a couple of thousand dollars over sticker price. Yeah, and that's... They, well, that they, happens... All the time, unfortunately. You, you know, it's a buyer beware. You have to study your, what you're buying and do your research. Yeah, why, shop. Why, that's, that's why they ran LA out of business. The way I understood it, you went in, the sticker price was it, and that was it. Why can't it be when you go buy a steak, if you don't like the price, you don't buy it? Well, like, that's the way it is. That's I, the way it is. Nobody's holding a gun to your head to buy that car. Yeah. No, I know, but why can't the price on the car be the real price? Well, the same reason the price on the steak isn't the real price. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. you don't negotiate with the butcher. No, you don't. 
And you He's don't got take, a knife. You, <laughs> and you don't take your steak to the diner and say, can you cook this for me for free? Well, I know, I know. But what I'm saying is in the store, in the supermarket, you don't like it, you don't buy it. Right. Yeah. You know, you know it should be the same thing with the car. It is. It is. Yeah, I know. But everybody kind of needs a car. It's not like you, you know. Well, I, I just, I just, you can't tell me it's not the... the who likes to go buy a car? Well, I don't know very many people. I try to avoid it. Yeah. Right. Now, John. Yeah, he, yeah, look at John. He buys a car all the time. <laughs> he, he loves buying cars. Yeah, well, because he's right. He knows how to screw them. I mean, not screw, I don't mean screw them. He knows how to talk to them, yeah. and he knows what price he should be paying for it. Right. Well, and I think it's that way with anything because, I mean, it, you know, they come to you with a price. That doesn't mean that you got to buy it at that price. Yeah, but how many times? Now I'm I'm almost seventy years old, so I've had my fair share of cars that I've bought new. How many times have have you have, do you have to sit there and wait while there? If you ever go to Edmonds and read the the salesman's uh, I, diary, whatever the heck it was, where they just go and they just go have coffee and stuff like that. And they make you just sit there and sweat it out. And I don't. I don't either. I walk in, I say, this is what I want. This is what I'm willing to pay for it. And if we can get this deal done, I want to be out of here in 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah, if I walk into a a a dealership and I want to buy a vehicle, and I walk up and I make an offer on that vehicle and they don't take it, I just walk out. Yeah. Okay. I used to go with the same guy for years. But then he came down with Parkinson's and couldn't work no more. So when yeah. I switched, I went in, and I was uh, I was ready to buy a truck. And I, I they kind of ticked me off. And I go, I'm not here to play any games. Well, they got pissed off. We don't play games here. <laughs> well, but that, I mean, that's, that's you're the buyer. And if they want to sell you a car, they're going to sell you a car. If they don't want to sell you a car, that's, you know, up to them. It's just like, here, here's a, now, I made lots of money when I worked. I'm fairly well off. My work, wife's worked the same job for 45 years. We're financially pretty good. I wear a T-shirt and a pair of Carhartt shorts and Crocs every day of the year. I don't dress to please. And like I said, the old salesman, he knew what my income was. Well, so after he went out, I went in and I seen the manager take the once over, sent me out with a kid that just started working there. I mean, I finally left. Yeah. You know. Well, that's what you do. They, yeah. they do that. They take that look over. They don't. They don't understand. I mean. Well, they. There are some places that do though. Yeah. There, there's some shop. There's some places that do, and that's where you got to go. You know, uh, Purefoy. Purefoy, I I would yeah. probably, I would recommend them. I would probably think that they're probably one of the. God, I'm going to go to hell for saying this, but they're probably one of the few dealers that I think treat you with a number, uh, a legitimate amount of respect. Right, but they're on they're on the other side of the world for me. Yeah, well, sometimes you got to. I know, I know. Drive some miles to go get the best deal. Yeah. Like I said, I had this one relationship with this one salesman. He just happened to retire. That was, 
that's what screwed that up. Okay. Well, but. unfortunately, that happened. All right, Bill. Okay. Okay, Bill. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Let's go to Mike from Arvada. How you doing, Mike? Thanks for holding. You betcha. No problem. Kind of have a silly question. I have a uh, when I bought my 2011 Tundra here, uh, I remember reading on the window sticker that it had a coal package or something like that. And I recently inherited some cars that came way south Texas. And um, I was just curious, is do they make cars for certain geographic regions uh, of the country? And the fact that I've brought these southern cars up here, is there something I should do or think about changing on them to make them uh more acclimated here no because if they're newer cars if they're well pretty much a 90 or newer the computer's going to adjust it's okay. going to well, it, it takes the t- it's a 2000 2007 and a 2013 yeah you shouldn't have any problem at all yeah you're going to be fine because okay. that what happens is that computer's going to sense the type of air you have it's going to sense the altitude it's going to take all that that's what that sensor is in the front when it's taking the air in and it says oh this is what we got we got moisture we got dry air whatever we have and it adjusts for that and it also knows the altitude you're at so it it fixes everything cars are smart nowadays they just they got it down smarter yeah smarter than me so yeah and nothing really nothing in terms of the the fluids or anything like that oil might be a little bit different but i don't think so yeah and then the only other thing is is the only other thing is, is um, uh, you know, that you want to change the maintenance that you do now because now it's a, more of a severe maintenance yeah. versus one down in the south, which it would be mild. You know, we have more extreme temperatures, you know, like we go down to right. zeros, and but we go up to 100. So um, that's, that's the biggest case. And plus we got the hills, you know, the altitude creates mm-hmm. a lack of oxygen, and then we got the hills along with that. So... Um, that's the biggest thing we fight, and that's why we, we recommend maintenance a little bit more often than they would down south. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, okay. I just kind of had a curiosity question. I was listening, and I got to thinking about that, and I thought, hmm, I wonder if something. What really caused me to ask the question is the windshield in the 2013, the Chevy Impala, had just a little bullseye, and when I brought it up here, Man, the very first cold cold snap yep. we had, it just cracked all the way across. I thought, it does. Well, maybe it does. The tempered glass, you know, so it nope. used to that hundred and five degree weather. You yeah. Know? No, that's what happens up here. Yep. Get those yeah. fixed right yeah. away. Is what you, you do. Will do. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. Have all right. Day. With that, we got a line open three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. We're going to take a quick break. So Craig and Paul, hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to KLZ five sixty. Dr. Julie provides both the scientific methodology and the empathetic accountability you need to lose weight. You've lost the weight in the past, but as soon as you started slipping back into your old habits, you felt like a failure. Now you've gained all of that weight back, plus some more, and starting over seems pointless. Both John Rush and Dr. Julie understand the daily struggle of staying healthy. The HCG diet at Ascent Health Center trains your body to convert unnecessary fat into energy, but you also need the mental and emotional fortitude to help you stick with it long-term. Something as simple as a daily text message from a qualified weight loss guide could make all the difference between another yo-yo diet and a true lifestyle change. 
Remember how much better you felt without the extra weight. Call Ascent Health Center now and mention Rush to Reason for 30% off your HCG diet plan. 303-343-8800. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National the No Surprises Insurance Agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. All right, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio with Jeff and Dennis, and we got Larry behind the glass. And there we go. We'll go to the phones. We'll go to Paul from Cheyenne. How you doing, Paul? Pretty good. How you guys doing? Doing good. Great. Uh, I've got a 1991 Chevy Silverado. Okay. What is a uh, sign of a broken spray? Half to, what is it? A half ton, three quarter. I imagine it's a half ton, fifteen hundred. Okay, and what do you? Point. What do you mean? Uh, what do you mean? Sign. What's it doing? Let's start out there. I have, I have no forward gears whatsoever. Okay, that could that could be a busted up spray, low reverse spray. Uh, if you put it in manual load, do you have anything? I've got reverse only. That's it. Okay. If you put it down into the manual load position, do you? Does it move? No. 
Okay, then you've got you've got probably the forward clutches are bad. Oh. In the in the aluminum clutch drum, yeah. Okay. So you don't think that would be a sprag, huh? No. If you right. if you got reverse, I mean it could be a sprag, but if it was just a sprag, if you put it in manual low, it would move. That brings the low reverse clutches on it and it should move. If it doesn't okay. do that, then you've probably got forward clutches bad. Uh I mean, it could be, I'm going to guess something in that uh, input drum is bad. Okay. Um, I know a 4060 will match up for it. Uh, I'd like to try to find one of those transmissions. For some reason, I'd like to mess with the TV cable. Uh, what year is it? Really good place. 91. Uh, does, it, does it have a TV cable? Yeah, it does. Cause, okay, so it's a 700 or 4. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, just about any tra tranny shop in town should be able to fix that. Yeah, I've, I've heard nightmares about something like that. I mean, being a well over $1,000, I can probably get a huge transmission somewhere for less than that. Well, I can guarantee you, you're gonna be you're gonna pay well over a thousand dollars for it. Uh, I would say you're probably gonna be around twenty four hundred dollars. Get it rebuilt right. I only bought the truck five hundred. <laughs> there you go. Oh well. Okay. Uh, one last question. I've got a ninety four GMC uh, Sierra, and I have no. Um, what do you call it? Uh, It's got it's got all the gears except for it won't go into overdrive. I mean, it's usually if if I'm driving going down the highway or something, 60, 65 miles an hour, I should be running about eighteen hundred RPM. Well, it, the overdrive don't kick in, so it's running about like twenty two. What would cause an overdrive not to work? Uh, you could. Does it have a late one two shift? What do you mean late? Takes a long time before yeah. it shifts in. When does it shift from first to second? Uh, normally, as far as I can tell, I mean, I don't, I haven't noticed any problems with it shifting whatsoever, except for when I get, you know, up to speed, it has no overdrive. I just wonder if the PCC solenoid have anything to do with that. Nope, uh, probably not. Uh, does you can tell if it goes in the lockup on that one? Torque converter lockup? Yeah, torque converter lockup. If you get up to speed and you can watch the, ta does it have a tachometer? Yeah. Okay, if you just get it up to speed, uh, about 55 miles an hour, and just tap the brake pedal. And yeah. if you see that tack jump up, that means the torque converter is working. If okay. not, okay. if not, then you got something else going on. Uh, I would say if you had a low or a high 1-2 shift, you might have a band issue because the 2-4 band in there uh, could be the overdrive. Uh, the 3-4 clutches are starting to go bad, but the band is normally the cause of that or the uh, servo. Because that truck does have 370,000 miles on it. There you go. It runs. 
It runs great. Just I ain't got no overdrive. Can you check engine lights on? Nope. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know it's still E one, so Yeah. Okay. Now, with that said, I'm, I know it's an OBD-1. Would that have a transmission computer? I mean, is that a, I'm pretty sure that's a 4L60E, isn't it? Yeah, it's part of the powertrain control computer, uh, PCM. So I couldn't just uh, put a regular 460 or anything like that in it? Uh, I don't think so. No. Well, you can, <laughs> well, you can do that. But you, you can do that. You're saying switch it from a 4L60E to a 700? Yeah, or the 4L60, not the E, but just the regular 4L60. I know they got the 4L60. 4L60 is the 700. Yeah. The E is when they went to electronic shift. What year? Well, it was about 91, 92. 93 was fully uh, electronic electronic shift. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, guys. uh, I guess I'll start with that. Okay. Work my way up. Thanks for calling. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to Craig from Texas from Wheat Ridge. How you doing, Craig? I hope I'm not in Texas. Yeah. I, well, I've read you have Texas stories, though. I take it. How yes. Ba- um, did you read any of the stories? This new uh, 2021 Ford F-150, what they call the Power Boost. It's got an electrical generator in it. It's oh yeah, hybrid. yeah. And when the power went out there, there were stories how these guys hooked up uh, extension cords to their F one fifties and kept their refrigerators cold and, yeah. and ran some appliances, just switching the cord from appliance to appliance. Yeah, right. And um, I guess it's it's kind of designed for you know the contractor that wants to they they show how you can you know put some lumber on the back of the tailgate. Clamp exactly. It down and plug right in and do your cutting right there on on job site. Right? Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I Dodge saw that is, too. I yeah. think Dodge and GM both have that as well. Well, I wondered if uh, I know John's not there today. If if maybe he could. I know he does the uh, the road test. Yeah. And uh, I guess the towing capacity is the only thing that's down a little bit on the the hybrid model. But if John could get you know, get a dealership to allow him to do a road test on one of those. And I know he's, you know, has an electric car. He, he looked, he bought one to, you know, firsthand see what, uh, what that was all about. See what he thinks of this idea of having the, uh, the electrical capability on the truck. Right. Yeah. Well, he'll be on next week. We can ask him. Yep. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Let's go to Fred from Oregon. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, Fred. Good. How you doing? Good, good. I've got a 07 Hyundai Accent. Um, about four months ago, the I lost all my gears in the transmission. It's a 5 speed manual, and it was the cable that broke. So they, I had it replaced, and it's working fine. But now I got all forward gears, drives fine, but it will not go into reverse, and everything's attached. Any ideas? Uh, I would think that it could be a cable adjustment. Okay. I did they replace like, both cables they, on that? Yeah, I guess as a unit, it comes in as a complete both cables. Yeah, as a unit. So. And it might need to. Be, it might one of the adjustments might have slipped. Okay. 
Okay, that's good to know. I, where's the adjustment? I, I had it done, so I have no idea. I guess I can always take it back over there and have them work I, on it. I would probably do that. Uh, i got to be honest with you. I don't remember exactly where the adjustments are on that. But sure. a lot of times it's just a ratchet adjustment. And whether okay. I believe it's probably somewhere in the transmission shift quadrant area. Okay. So down where the where the <clears throat> transmission's at. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll take a look. Yeah. I mean like I said, it drives fine other than that in the four gears, just will not go in reverse. Yeah. So it says formerly Elizabeth. Okay. Did you live in Elizabeth before? I did, yes. Yes I did. What part? Um, no, you got me just east of town, um, Overland Estates. Okay, yeah. I know where it's at. Yeah, I live out in well, Sun Country off yeah. of Road 29. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, close enough. Yep. All right. So, well, thanks for calling in, Fred. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Okay. With that, we'll take a break. You're listening to Dry Radio on KLZ 560. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable Interest Mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe too. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where our reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by DOOR, NMLS 298191, Equal Credit Lender. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa. Get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. JC's 4x4 has been Denver's premier Land Rover independent service facility since 2005. With all of today's latest off-road technology, JC's British and 4x4 is a Land Rover specialty shop. Not only do they service, but they will also outfit and restore your vehicle. The dedicated staff and attention to detail make JC's British your one-stop shop for your Land Rover or 4x4 adventures. JC's British and 4x4 is committed to quality and excellence, whether taking your kids to school or hitting the back roads for adventure. No matter what road 
Rover you own from the newest Discovery and Range Rover to an older Defender or Series truck, we can help you maintain, repair, or modify your vehicle. When you're tired of paying dealer prices and only given limited options, call JC's British and 4x4 to service and customize your Land Rover or 4x4. Call JC's British and 4x4 right now at 720-586-4756. That's 720-586-4756. Or go to jcbritish.com. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560 with Jeff and Dennis. Uh, 303-477-5600 is the call-in number. We've got three lines open. You can text us if you have a question. And I have to get the text number again. Mm-hmm. 307-200-8222. So we'd love to hear from you if you've got any questions. So, um, yeah. What's up? I bet <laughs> you... I bet you I'd, like we were talking, and I wonder how they like those electric cars down in Texas right now. Yeah, it's probably not too good. How you get those charged? I don't know. With the Chevy, with the Ford truck or Chevy truck. There you go. You can go plug them in there. And, yeah. Uh, there you run go. Run them. Turn on your generator and run it. Yeah. Your diesel just, generator. You know, I wonder. Maybe off sub subject, maybe on subject. They want to go complete by 2035. They want complete electric. Electric. What's that going to do to the small rural towns? Ski, like where I'm living? Well, well like ski, skiing towns yeah. that, re, you know, depend on that. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're going to have to greatly increase the mileage yeah. on those vehicles. Yeah. And I don't know how you're going to pull a horse trailer. Exactly. With four or five horses or six horses right. with a electric car. You probably won't. Yeah, you can put the electric car in there and just push the trailer down the street. And I <laughs> I, I can't believe that the recreational vehicle as far as ATVs, motorcycles, and all that stuff, I can't believe that they're kind of up in, up in front of this saying well, something because, I mean, it's going to. Well, I go to Lake Powell. Exactly. Twice a year. How am I going to tow my boat? You got an electric boat? Because <laughs> you know that's next. Oh, yeah. And I don't have an electric boat. <laughs> that's true. You yeah. know. Well, even the wind windmills have the uh, wind turbines have oil in them. So. Well, yeah. Did you see the frozen? Yeah. They froze and then they cracked and the oil was all over the place. Made a mess. There's a deal. Yeah. And I, God, I wish I would have clipped it out. But they've got a graveyard. Yeah, I for saw all that. the blades. Yeah, I saw that digging it deep, yeah. putting it down. And they don't they don't um, assimilate into the ground. No, they don't. By the way, if you're listening, uh, we do have this show repeats on Sundays at twelve o'clock, and so you can listen then to Drive Radio. You can't call in, but you can still listen. But if you have questions, I'm sure you can email John, and he'd probably answer those for you. So. 
Let's go to the phones right away. We have two lines open, 303-477-5600. we got Mickey from Denver. How you doing, Mickey? Oh, pretty good. I was wondering what you guys thought of the, or what Jeff thought of the T5s they used in the S10s, and if there's any way to beat them up. Uh, you know, there's a love-hate relationship with that unit. Uh, the biggest problem with the T10s, or the T5s, I'm sorry. Uh, biggest problem with them is, is people like to drive them in overdrive, and they burn the they burn the input and the cluster gear up in them. That was probably the biggest issue. And the other issue was is people tried putting too much power in front of them, and there wasn't. I don't want to say there wasn't the same support. But they weren't made for a whole lot of horsepower. All in all, the T5 wasn't a bad unit. Uh, I built quite a few of them, but most of them I built was because of burn up, uh, burn up main drives and clusters because they were running overdrive, just lugging around town. Okay. Wrong all lube right. in them. Uh, they used automatic transmission fluid in them. When they first came out, we put in the BG synchro shift and had better luck with that because it had a little bit more film strength for the gears. Ah, good to know. Okay, well, I've got some helpful hints for you guys. Okay. For the, in the first hour, first hour, the guy that was looking for the side view mirror, uh huh. Uh, they make replacement glass, like, uh, let's see, what's the name of that? Well, you can go to Napa or any of the auto parts stores, and they've got yeah. just stick-on mirrors that you can do it yourself. Yeah. And But you need to go in and put your hands on it rather than go uh, online and get it because, yeah, there's a bunch of different qualities available for those. Yeah, right. And you get what you paid for. That's for sure. Uh, the next one is the guy with the truck the with the bad carb yeah if he can find he could probably if he's mechanically inclined he could probably put a weber on there that would work just fine and it's real tunable so he can get past emissions yeah that's a possibility yeah okay and for number three uh battery there's a lot of stuff about batteries people don't know uh my cousin Stevie worked at the Energizer factory in Bennington, Vermont. And all the guys would go out drinking after. And I got the chance to talk to a couple of their engineers, because there's only one bar in town. And they told me a lot more than I ever wanted to know, but it was all good info. Uh, batteries have to be cycled almost 100 times before they come up to full power. Uh Another trick they said is put it on a trickle charger for a day, <clears throat> and that'll bring it all the way up to full power before you actually start cycling it because batteries need to be, lead-acid batteries need to be formatted. It's, they said it's kind of like having a muscle. If you get it up to full strength, it'll remember that full strength. Right. If you start out with it, you know, false all short trips where you never be really charge the battery back to full, if that's what it's going to remember. Uh, you can 
recondition a battery by putting it on a real low amp trickle charge for a day, and that'll knock off a lot of the sulfate. It's just that you got to take the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, they said that 50% of the batteries that they brought, they replaced under warranty after they tested them and charged them. There wasn't okay. anything wrong with them in the first place. Right, exactly. But they'd run them down so much. Oh, yeah. Battery terminals. And they said one of the big things they found was that when they were, especially on a top post battery, that uh, as the battery off gases, it leaves a film on top of the battery. Right. Yep. And it actually shorts out on top of the battery. Yes, it does. Right. Yeah, you can sometimes test that with the ohm meter or a voltmeter yeah. and get voltage going across from the positive to the negative before you even yeah. touch the negative terminal. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that was thanks for the info and that was my helpful hints for the day. Thanks, okay. Mickey. Thanks. All right. All right. With that, let's go to Mark from Denver. How you doing, Mark? One second here, Mark. Okay. You there? Yeah. Yeah. I'm breaking up. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we you're still breaking up a little bit. Sounds like wind. Uh, okay. How about now? Is this better? Yeah, yeah. there you go. Sorry. That's that right. was the vent out of my two that was the vent out of my two thousand three towel. Sorry about that. That's okay. So let me ask you a question. And this is a really a question that has some deep thought to it. Who is pressing the automotive industry to go to electric cars and trucks. <laughs> Who's pressing this? I, now, we're laughing about this, but, I mean, this is, this goes way deep about the grid, that I had discussion with John about this and everything else, but why are we pressing this? Why are we doing this? What's the point? Well, it cleans up the air and everything else, they say. It cleans up the environment. We don't have to use oil. We don't have to, I, you know, I, I myself, I think it's more of a control issue. Yeah than anything else because you got to charge that thing somehow yeah but why what's yeah. i mean for the whole development of this technology is why yeah i mean i'm a porsche guy I have a, i'm a porsche guy i have a 25 year old 911 that i, I like putting premium gas in that thing yeah. let, it, let it fly yeah but now they got the porsche Taycan, and it's going okay fastest sports car in the world now yeah but what is the point i can see los angeles new york boston I can see a real specific need for electric vehicles. I, I honestly can. But, you know, where I go hunting out in North Dakota and Montana and Wyoming, that infrastructure is never going to get there. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Where I live, it's never going to get there. It, it, so I, I, the point is, why are we doing this? I don't know that there's, there's an ulterior motive, if you will. As far as I'm concerned, because economically the batteries are very costly on the environment. Uh, I mean, it you're not going to come. You're just not going to come out on on these at this point in time. The other side of it is, is if everybody buys an electric car, and that's fine. But just like what's going down in Texas, how are you going to charge them? Because they don't charge themselves. I've not seen a Tesla in Montana. I don't think you will. Yeah. I don't think I will either because they probably would shoot it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you know, it, it, some of the hybrid stuff, I can understand some of that on on some of the, uh, like, uh, medium-duty delivery trucks. And that's a fuel economy issue where they can use a smaller horsepower motor to run a generator and help assist. But with electric motors, you don't have to wait for acceleration or torque to build up or RPM. It's just instantaneous. If you're delivering groceries to the individual restaurants in New York City, yeah, perfect example of a need for an electric car. Electric yeah. car, perfect yeah. example. Exactly. Probably got probably got twenty mile radius for fifty stops. I can see the the logic to that. Yeah. But to, to force this technology down right. our throats and be all happy about it, um, I'd really like to have somebody give me a definitive answer why we we need this. Why? Yeah. I don't need it. I'm I telling you right now. I don't either. But if you look at the demographics. Uh, I was just talking to my sister, and her grandson has no urge to drive. That's fine. He doesn't have to. You know, and he doesn't have to, but that's, you know, the the people. An electric car is not going to help them drive. And I understand, but they don't care. Yeah. When I was yeah, 16, and that, and that's, 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 that, okay. when I was 16, I couldn't wait to get my license. My and, 16 years, when I was 16, I had a uh, 1963 Suburban 3-door 283 Power Glide. How do you like that for a first car? There you there go. You go. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's that's the way they clean up the environment. If they don't want to drive, then that solves the problem without an electric car. Right, exactly. Mark, we got to go to a break. Appreciate your input. All right, see you later. Bye. Okay. All right, Bye. with that, we got a line open, 303-477-5600. J.D. and Lynn, hang in there. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Drive Radio. KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa. Get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. 
John Rush personally uses Novus Autoglass to maintain his fleet of company trucks. All of his trucks tend to be in the same place at the same time on Friday mornings. So every Friday morning without fail, John's local Novus guy comes by to check all of the windshields on his company fleet. That's at least 50 different windshields. On the spot, any new little chip or crack gets immediately repaired. Since John self-insures his glass repair and replacement, Novus offers him a discounted cash price. Even more importantly, John saves a lot of money in the long run by repairing those chips and cracks immediately instead of waiting to replace all of those windshields down the road. He'd much rather pay $40 or $50 per vehicle for regular repairs than pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars to replace each of those windshields. Take care of your company vehicles. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and schedule regular maintenance for your fleet. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. Okay, we're back. Last 15 minutes, or actually 10 minutes, of uh, Drive Radio. Uh, we're going to go right to the phones. we got Lynn from Littleton. How you doing, Lynn? Good, how are you? Good. Great. So, question I have is we were just at Napa picking up oil and filter and things for an oil change, and uh, we were grabbing the BGMOA, and the guy at the counter was kind of putting it down, uh, saying that the BGMOA is rated number 20 out of 20 on oil additives, and he was uh, trying to push us to go towards the Lucas oil uh, additive. Um, <laughs> It, it kind of surprised me. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, well. I just wanted to get your guys' uh, uh, comment or perspective on it. Yeah, BG is a much better product. Much better. Yeah. I've yeah. used it. I mean, the, and if we use it and put it in our own vehicles, that says a lot right there. The EPR okay. and the MOA is probably the, the best, best thing on, you can do. Yeah. Best on the market. And, and yeah. I do that in every oil change on my vehicles, even on my old uh, yeah. uh, CRV. And, uh, but I, I was just, you know, kind of surprised because there's oil for my son's oil change and, uh, that he was, you know, and he, he said the best oil out there is AMS oil. Number two is nope. Royal Purple. Well, nope. you know, AMS oil, they want you to run it like 50,000 miles and just change the filter and top it off. I would never, ever do that. No. And Royal Purple is more of a racing oil and very expensive. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were buying the Napa brand full synthetic oil and it it just kind of surprised me that uh, i had never dealt with this particular counter guy before but that he was putting it down like that because i i normally do the epr and the moa on every oil change i do yeah and it's never failed he has it no yeah he doesn't uh, no, know what he's talking about so. guy he, doesn't know what okay, he's talking about you guys have any opinion re- do you have any opinion regarding the lucas oil additive I don't think no. that I would use it in anything that's new. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'll admit I do use it on when I was doing transmission assemblies. I was using it on that but because uh, it works really well with rubber seals. But other than that, I would not put that in anything that's new. Okay. Anything. Okay. Well, th- I, I appreciate it very much, guys. You have a great weekend. You okay, too. You too. With that, let's go to who's next here, J.D. from Denver. How are you doing, J.D.? Hi, guys. Great show as always. Thank Um, you. 
have kind of a, I don't know, like a moral or a philosophical dilemma. Um, a while back, you guys were mentioning that any late model SUVs, trucks, Jeeps, uh, were kind of in high demand right now. Uh-huh. And I've got an 01 Pathfinder, and I hit one of our glorious potholes um, on the highway, and it only took about a month, and shame on me for not realizing for the outside of the front left tire to go bald. And uh, so I'm staring at some kind of repair underneath uh, to straighten things out. And then they obviously won't sell you one tire. They wouldn't even really recommend two tires. So I'm looking at four tires yeah. plus whatever's bent underneath. And it's got 185000 but it still runs like a charm. And it's the best car, bar none, that I've ever owned. And I don't know if I should fix it up and sell it, if I should just sell it as is, if I should hold on to it for maybe a future trade-in. What, what are your thoughts? I, that, that's a tough one because you like the vehicle. Yeah. If you've yeah. maintained it well, it might be worth repairing and just driving it. Yeah, here's the thing. I had a Pathfinder. I'm, I'm a Nissan guy, so I like them. I had two Pathfinders. Both hit over, well, the first my first one was at 87 and that thing went for 450,000 miles. I mean, it, yeah. and, and when I sold it, this kid was driving around our neighborhood and I never, he kept driving it. I mean, it just yeah. drove forever and they, they're just great vehicles. I just love them. So me, yeah. I would fix it up and, and keep it. And it's always good to have a second car around or third car or fourth car. You well, know? And it's, it's nice to my other ones, uh, um, Ram 1500, and the Pathfinder is great because I can actually sleep in it and right. turn it into yeah. a mobile tent. Right. Um, yeah. So that's fun to go camping and whatnot. Um, can you? Uh, I'm down here in uh, Lone Tree, actually. Uh-huh. And do you guys have a mechanic somewhere near this area that you recommend? Yeah, I used to own Extreme Auto Repair there in Parker, and if you go there, they they, they Auto yeah, repair. and we used to do a lot of Nissan repairs. Because I was a Nissan Master Tech, and I brought them in and showed those guys, and they know how to fix them really well. They're just off Anyone of in particular I should ask for? No, because any one of them there, we have a shop foreman that oversees everybody to make sure everything gets fixed right. So um, just go in there, ask Very for Mike, cool. tell Mike that Dennis said that you guys can fix my Pathfinder, and he'll know. <laughs> I sold it about uh, a year and Mike. a half ago, and all the guys stayed, and they're all working together. They're a great group. So. All right, Mike sent me. I yep. appreciate it, gentlemen. Have a great weekend. All right. Okay. Take care. All right. With that, let's go to uh, Joe from Boulder. How you doing, Joe? Hello? Yes. Hi, Joe. How you doing, Joe? Oh, uh, hi there, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Um, I wanted to uh, respond to a previous caller five minutes or so ago who wondered regarding electric vehicles, what is the point? Why? And uh, and I think there's two reasons. What Number one, uh, electric vehicles don't produce any carbon dioxide emissions which is uh, which is the cause of global warming and climate change, and we uh, I mean the global, global climate change is a, is a threat to the survival of our of our planet, uh, and uh, every car that's electric, um, there's a trade-off. You know, to to make electricity, you, you need you need to have a generator, and generators that burn coal or or, or natural gas even produce carbon carbon dioxide. Uh, generators that use nuclear energy do not produce C- CO, but that's the that, that's the main reason for electric cars is that is that they, they they don't make a contribution to the gases that produce global global warming warming. 
there's a there, the battery technology is playing catch up, uh, but um, I, I I expect that during the I mean no I'm no expert but I expect that in the in the in the in a few years uh, and not too many battery technology will put, will will improve just like technology and everything you know so look at cell phones uh, uh, they're, 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 it's a to- that's a different animal from the one that they produced uh, back in the 80s or, or, or when, when we first saw those. So that's that's my uh, that's my answer to uh, to a good question on the part on the part of your that, that caller. Yeah, um, but but I don't think that the CO that the cars put out nowadays, the newer cars are putting out near as anything, hardly anything, to to help that situation to me the, the new cars nowadays the way they're building the motors and how efficient they've gotten them they're i don't know i don't think it's an issue that they that, they, that the car that the contemporary modern cars don't produce the carbon the carbon dioxide emissions that cars did some years ago you know i I'm, i um uh i'll take your i'll take your word for it you, you could roll, well i don't know i've not heard that but but when you consider the fact that there are hundreds of millions of cars out there, if 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 most of them aren't producing a whole lot of carbon dioxide, that's 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 fine. But there's so many of them. Yeah. That, that well, the problem together, isn't uh, just in the United States; it's all over. I mean, we can't control well, India, and and or other, China or China or these that, other countries that are producing n- probably eighty percent of that problem. Exactly. That's the problem. Yeah. And they're not going well, to be buying electric cars. We will be buying the electric cars. <laughs> and then the footprint that the yeah. electric car leaves around, how do you get rid of those batteries? Yeah. And it takes uh, a lot more money to make those cars than it does a normal. Not yes. to mention yeah. the mining of the chemicals yeah. for the yeah. batteries and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're, you're certainly right regarding China, India, and all the, the vast numbers of, of polluting cars in those, in those places. Uh, that, that's why I'm hoping that battery technology will improve the point where uh, an electric car will be marketable in in those places where where they're where they're they're not now. So uh, I tell you, my my daughter and son-in-law have an electric car, and and that thing that thing will will give you a whiplash when he steps on the exactly. on the accelerator pedal. Those things are fast, and yep. um, electric motor you get pretty much instant torque. Uh, right, that's and, what we talked and, about. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So. So there you are. I hope that's right. helpful. Okay. Well, I appreciate uh, that, Joe. Thanks for my call. You bet. Okay. All right. With that, I just want to say thank you to all the sponsors we have. Um, JC British. We have uh, GIS Risk, GIA Risk Management Group Insurance Analysis, uh, Phoenix Weaponry, uh, NAPA. We have Arveta West, Extreme Auto Repair. I know them guys. Yeah. AMI, Affordable Interest Mortgage, which we had Kurt here. Uh, Denver Collision Experts, Genos, which we had someone yeah. call in, Brisk, Brisk, Bristle Call, Cone, um, Shooting and Training. Um, they do a great job. We got Flesh and Back attorneys. If you need some attorneys, they're great people. We got Sportsman of Colorado coming up next. We got Toon Tech. We got uh, Legacy uh, Automotive in, in Boulder. We have Chrome Insurance, Paul Lewinberg. We just have a great group of people. We do. We got Novus Auto Glass, Michael Bailey Law. Got to say goodbye. Thank you guys for listening to Drive Radio.